0: you're going to jump into the word. I have a brand, brand new joke. These are the four young fathers. They actually uh, want to know what is going to happen to their kids. So they go to this Guruji and they wanted to know what's going to happen to their kids, what is going to be their future. So the Guruji said, come next week with your kids. I have a simple test for them. Then I will know, I can able to tell how your kids are going to grow in the future. So they brought the next week all their four kids and the Guru left. Uh, four things he kept uh, tons of cash and then he kept another liquor a bottle of liquor and then he kept a bible and then uh, he said allow these kids to come and take so the first kid came and he took the bottle of liquor and walked out and the guruji said he's going to be a very living a hedonistic lifestyle so that's going to be your son the second kid came and he took the cash and he left some of the cash and uh, he went and he said, "Oh, he's going to be a business-minded person." The third uh, kid came and he took the Bible or some, you know, religious book and he went and uh, and he said, "Oh, is this guy is going to become like one of the religious person?" And the fourth kid came and uh, he's looked at all the four and he took the cash, put it in a pocket, took a sip of. Uh, Alcohol, left it there and then he took the Bible, put it in his armpits and walked out and the Guruji said, good grief, he's going to become a politician. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Lift up your Bible, everybody, and say this after me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will release your word and Lord, I pray that, that this word will not just sit in their mind and say, yes, it was good. But it will go deeper in their hearts and they will transform, Father. And you will get all the glory at the end of the day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, the topic this morning I want to share is the ultimate goal of God in our lives. The ultimate goal of God. And I don't know why uh, I felt in my heart. I was, a lot of thoughts came, you know. The pastors go through a syndrome called a PMS syndrome pre-message syndrome i don't know what you were thinking but the pastors every week they go through this it's like man what the heck and they were bombarded with tons of thoughts and i was like in my room and i'm asking the lord lord give me what is one thing that you want to share and there were a lot of good stuff good three points four points were coming but none of them were kind of like felt that that that's from the lord it's a good idea but then i felt the lord was telling me share them my ultimate desire for each and every one and we live in a very imbalanced culture am i right yes and sometimes we have this extremeness on one another but i wrote down here the deepest work of god in any individual is to produce the life of christ will you agree yes even if you don't agree it's the truth It's up to you. Okay, The greatest fruit that God expects in any of his children is Jesus being glorified in all the areas of your life. And this is the reality of what we are up to. And I believe I grew up in a church where fruit is measured externally. How big is your church? How big is your ministry? And there's nothing wrong in that. But then there is a deeper work of Christ in me Right now I'm going through, I'm in the middle of it, I'm in the thick of it and God is saying, yes, the greatest fruit Christ desires is not just externally, but Jesus is your fruit. Amen. And, and I tell you, this process is not easy because we, are, we live in an imbalanced culture and I wrote down four kind of imbalances. We live in an imbalanced culture like extremes. Sometimes we take extreme grace you know, there is a lot of extreme grace that almost gives license to sin. By the way, grace does not give you license to sin. Grace empowers obedience. And we live in another self-righteous extreme, like, like you have to do everything by yourself. And then we have another imbalance, like we live in a critical culture, very judgmental. Every time they open their mouth, it's very judgmental. That's another thing. And then we live in a, live in a competitive culture, striving to be on the top. Like rat race. Can I tell you something about rat race? Even if you win the rat race, you're still a rat. It's it's simple truth. Okay. And we live in a complaining culture. It's like my failure is someone's fault. That's almost like we live in that complaining culture. Like if, if you look at this four, we either we are one of them. I mean, if we can be truly honest. You know, I I, I can easily fall into the last one, complaining. You know, why you are like this? Ah, because, you know, I'm a Tamilian. Why you are like this? Ah, because my mama ate ice cream and she was pregnant with you. Why you are like this? Because my dad dropped an Amr when I was three years old on my head. Why you are like this? Because I am South. Why you are like, I'm the North. I am like this. You know, complain, complain, complain. It's like so much. You open your mouth, you have the amazing name, Joshua. Like Jesus of the Old Testament. When you open your mouth, it's like complaining. Rick Warren says, when you complain, you remain. When you praise God, raise you up. And we live in this culture of... So, but God said to his disciples, this is the beautiful thing. He said, on earth, as it is in heaven, pray in such a way that my will and my kingdom will happen. Amen? Do we agree? So, I, I want you to take notes. If you're not taking notes, take notes. At least take a picture. So you can stick in your mind. So last week we talked about tongues. We talked about the importance of tongues. But this week I felt in my heart like to bring some balance because the church is kind of divided. Like either we are more fruit oriented or more, you know, gift oriented. But I believe God gives these things for a reason. It's for the body of Christ. And I will explain to you why he gives you the for the body of Christ with a simple analogy which Everybody knows, but you bear with me. So, these are the four questions we need to ask why the fruits and the gift was given to us in the body of Christ. The first question is when? When you receive the gifts, you receive it instantly, right? But the fruit, on the other hand, you know, character, it develops progressively. So, when you pray for patience, God, give me patience, then you go to more, the computer doesn't work hello any witness or that lady that's there that's her first day in the job she doesn't know how to scan or the scanner doesn't work you are saying you're casting the demons out of the scanner but the lord is saying there is no demon in the scanner i'm working on your patience hello i'm speaking out of my own personal experience okay the second one why we receive the gifts For having Jesus style ministry. That's what we read in Isaiah 61, which is echoed by Jesus in Luke chapter 4. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord. That's why Holy Spirit in me is to guide me, Holy Spirit upon me is to do the work of Jesus. In me to comfort me, upon me to bless others. We need the both. We can't just say, Oh, He's in me, you know, so I'm having a nice party. Feeling goosebumps. He rub my back, I rub his back. No, that's not the reason. He is in me for my comfort. 1 John 2.27 says, He is in me to guide me, but He is upon me to empower others, to comfort others, to encourage others. Amen? That's Christian life. So why we receive the, the fruit? To have a Jesus-style character. And I believe character and charisma has to go one in hand. It's so important. Sometimes we give importance to character. Neglect the charisma. But I believe this. You might have heard this saying. I have said this thousand times. I'm going to say it again. You know, I like Stanley Uncle. Anybody know R. Stanley here? Yes. He says this. He preaches at least a dozen times the same sermon. He says the first five times I preach is for myself. I need to realize this. So I have said this statement again. But I'm going to say this. Charisma can take you to the top. It is the character that keeps you on the top. In other words, you charisma can put you on the limelight, but it is the character that keeps you on the limelight. And I tell you, so many of us have so such gifts and we immediately get promoted and boom, we fall miserably. The greater the charisma you have, the greater the chances are if you don't have the character, you will fall miserably. And that's why you look at big, big churches, big, big ministries, they have amazing charisma, they go so far and then boom, crash happens. Amen. So we have to be careful on that, you know. So what are the reasons we receive the gift? So that the power of God manifested. Power of God manifested. This is the power. When God walks on the earth, the Holy Spirit used Jesus. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10 verse 38, Jesus, God of Nazareth, was anointed by the Holy Spirit. He went around doing everyone Setting them free from under those tyranny of evil. And God was with him. So the power of God manifests. But then the fruit is on the other hand, the holiness of God. Jesus never compromised holiness. Do you know that? He was hanging out with sinners. But he never said, you know what? Yes, it's okay, man. It's okay. You know, sometimes we think being like Jesus means we have to be extreme. Like, you know, cast the demon out of everything. And but it's not true. You know, I used to be a sugar addict. Some of you might know I, I was big, I lost 30 kilos. And crispy cream donuts, anybody know? Yes. Especially when it comes out of the grill. I, don't make me start in speaking tongues now. When it comes out of the grill, yes. yes. Oh la la la. It's so yummy. And I remember walking out in the, looking at the crispy cream donuts. I'm like, get behind me, Satan. The Holy Spirit nudged me. There is no demon in Satan. That's what a biggest revelation for my life. And he said, he taught me this principle called principle of replacement. Which means whatever you pay attention to, it grows. Peter saw Jesus, he could walk on the water. But then the bunch of bozos in the boat, they said, you think you can do it? Look at the waves. And that's it. This is what happens. Whatever... Focus, you focus on it's gonna grow. And this is the challenge that I wanna challenge you. Like, is Jesus is your focus, holiness will not be an option. People say, I'm on holidays, brother. You can't take vacation from holiness. Hello. Amen. Just because you're on a holidays, you can't say, I'm gonna relax. That's what enemy says. Enemy is looking for a foothold. I don't know whether you, I did my higher education in in Chennai in a catering college and the best way to travel in Pallavan bus, that time it was Pallavan, is on the footboard. Hello? Especially when you know there is a beautiful girl in the window and you can give the book and then you take a ride when the bus is moving. Yes? And I have fallen miserably also. <laughs> Lost the book also. That's another story. But it's so interesting. You know, that's what enemy says. He looks for that foothold. You get that foothold. You give that foothold. Then he comes into your life. That's the reality. And that's the thing. We have to have this passion in us. The holiness of God is not an option. It is something that God who he is. Amen. And the last but not the least. And how... These gifts are manifested by constant exercise. I can't say, I got this gift, but then don't put it in practice. That's why the church is a beautiful place to practice. Pray for one another. We always encourage people, grab someone's hand, pray. You know, you have no clue. Sometimes your words can be a prophetic word for someone. That is the one word they needed for the rest of the week to move forward. You have no clue. But sometimes you're like, you know, I have seen, you know, please bear with me. I have seen this, especially this post generation. It's, they are so loved, but once, when we say start praying, they become like scarecrow. Let's pray. It's like he hung his head on the cross and gave his last breath. But the moment you finish prayer, the loudness comes. You know, I want to challenge us. Let's exercise the one who lives in us. Amen. Amen, only a few amen. I'm going to say this again. I want to challenge us so that let us exercise the one who lives in us. Amen. Amen. It's getting better. So, how are we going to express the fruit? By continued cooperation. Continued cooperation. What does that mean? Day in, day out. That means I yield, say this with me, I yield yield. my spirit spirit. to the Holy Spirit. It's yielding. Continued cooperation. You know, your spirit says, tit for tat. The Holy Spirit says, lay it down. Your spirit says, go for the seventh cookie. Amen. The Holy Spirit says, lay it down, other you will be laid down. Sometimes we go, you know, that's exactly, you know, God speaks in a humorous way. I think, for me at least, you know he said to me if the way you keep eating you're going to come home sooner than my original design <laughs> I tell you my goodness I never so there were very few times I heard this still small voice you know most of the time it's an impression down there you get but this was the time he said like the way you keep eating you're going to come home sooner than my original design I tell you I dropped that vada on the floor <laughs> Oh, my fourth vada With that mirchi in the between. Amen. Can somebody echo it? Okay. Listen, this is what I wrote down. Four important principles. We're going to talk a little bit more. Uh, so this is the reason fruit and the and the gifts are given. It's for to bring us into a place of living a constant, balanced life. Amen. Amen. So this one, it's, it's probably going to shock some of you, but... If you have learned a different preaching, teaching somewhere where one was emphasized more, I'm sorry. This may even shock you when I'm going to say. This is what I wrote down. The goal of God is not just to pamper you, but to perfect you in the image of his son, Jesus Christ. We live in a culture where we use God like a pampering stuff. You know, just, I tell you guys, I once preached that message and I got good offering but that's about it but then there is a deeper work in me the Holy Spirit is doing it's not just to pamper you hello it's to produce the image of Christ in you and that means something has to die listen second one the goal of God is not just to make you happy but to make you holy Again, you may think, oh, so God doesn't want me to be happy? He wants me to live broken, busted, live a miserable life? No. Happiness is the byproduct of holiness. Thank you. I like that. I'm Pentecostal. So I like that little amens here and there. Amen? Amen. (laughs) You're getting better. Mm. So the byproduct of Holiness is happiness in other words joy is what God strives in you what is joy it's not the absence of problem joy is the presence of God in the midst of problem so the goal of God is not just to make you happy I prayed this I got it I prayed this I got it sometimes you know even though hello in the book of Abaguk it says even though the sheep doesn't Bear fruit. We have no clue what the heck it is. Because we are not shepherds. Let me translate. Even though your iPhone dropped in the toilet. Even though your headless, cordless phone get ripped off by your friend. Say amen, Matthew. <laughs> He's got a good one. <laughs> it I will rejoice in the Lord of my salvation. You know, it's so important to understand it's so beautiful God has blessed you know I was just meditating it's going to be two years next next week 23rd it's two years Papa's house you know we had one drum that drum is still there no Papa's house yeah it's still there one drum this one it's there this one hallelujah this one 2000 rupees we made in Long Bazaar we could not afford cajon it was 16,000 so we googled it and YouTube thank God for YouTube and they'll teach you how to do it and we did it for 2000 maybe not the same sound it gives but it's okay Sister Roshan you were here nothing but look at where and sometimes you know I get scared you know it's just a tiny place and the, the, the blessings God has entrusted and I say God never I don't want to hold any of these never I'm happy even Nothing is there. Amen. Amen. The third one. The goal of God is not just to conquer through you, but to conquer you. Not just to conquer through you. You're so excited to go and do things for God. God is saying, please let me come and live with you. You know, so many churches, I don't want to be one of them. My prayer is that, that if Jesus walks in, they will give appointment in the next two years to meet with him. Because we have our agenda full. And the Holy Spirit nudged me a year ago. He said, just because your agenda has a lot of activities doesn't mean you've accomplished what is in my heart. And it was a hard word, I tell you guys. He's not just gonna pamper you. What do you want, son? Upgraded phone? Yes. Upgraded girlfriend? No. It's not, it's not just to pamper you. You know the, the, when you walk with the Lord, you get Stuff that, like, wow, why? Because he is producing the image of his son. Amen? I'm a little preachy, sorry today. You know, I'm fired up. So, the fourth one, the goal of God is not just to make you fruitful, to produce Christ, the ultimate fruit in your life. Amen? It's not just to say, I have this successful ministry. I have gone this, I have done this. You know, two years ago it happened. The Holy Spirit said, I used to write on my Facebook, checked into the lounge on my way to Madagascar, preaching the gospel. Put a selfie. You got 100, 200, 300 likes based on your looks and filter. You know? you know what to do. You look so holy to me. Come on, you never did it? Yes. You know? And then one day Holy Spirit said, you're writing all these things, telling glory to God, but you're writing on your wall i will never share this from there. It's so tempting to put your little miniature accomplishments. You've gone there, you did this, you did that. And then I have to die to yourself. And I tell you, my friends, little secret. The more you learn to die, more God takes you. I tell you, now God takes me to more nations. Then, then I used to put this thing. Oh, I was there preaching the gospel. Sometimes I will tell the guys, you know, standing here, give a nice shot Lift up your hands. You see a crowd. Hello. And then you photoshop it a little bit. All those pretty little things before Christ is nothing. It's nothing. That's why he says like the goal of God is not just to make you fruitful. He loves to. It's a desire of God for you to be successful. The fruitful success is the same root word. Okay. It's true. It's a desire. But the greatest success in life is Christ. Formed in you. Amen? Amen. So, this is the thing. I wrote down here. Gifts will fail, but the love will never fail. How do we come to this place? This is my point. I want to tie it up. And I want to just give you some couple of principles where we can apply this. How do we bring these gifts and the fruit together? How do we do this? The best example we have reared, we can find out from the word, He's from the First Corinthians twelve and First Corinthians fourteen, and there is something beautiful, Holy Spirit orchestrated through the life of Paul, and he says First Corinthians thirteen. Okay, I want to give you a simple analogy. How many of you like burgers? Yes, burgers, very good burgers. Yes, and the the thinny chef. What is it called? It's in Belur. Huh? Never trust a thinny chef. Huh? Yeah, skinny chef. Yeah, Tom's Diner. I'm not promoting, but it's my friend actually. And very good burgers. Okay, you see here? We are going to eat sambar. What is our Holy Spirit school meal? Sambar. 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 Okay, look at this. Look at the layer. This, thank God for the technology, man. We could put it up. Okay, look. Okay, you walk into any burger joint, not McDonald's. This is the horrible burgers. You walk into any burger. My favorite was In-N-Out in California. There's amazing burgers. You walk into a burger joint, okay? Keep this rolling, okay? But if it is drooling, just take it like this, do it like this. Okay, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap my point up. This is the thing. You walk into a burger joint, right? You walk into a burger joint and you say, I want my burger. And then they will always ask you, do you want to add bacon to it? I have a Jewish friend, he says, I hate pork, but I love bacon. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, that's right, it's true. And, and you say, you want to add bacon to it? Yes. Do you want an extra cheese? Do you like extra cheese? Melted? Yes. yes. How do you want your burger? You want burger to be full cooked, or semi, medium rare? You choose. They put it on latest bats, and then you have this Patrick... Listen, listen. And then you have this burgers on the top. You have this loaded stuff. Then you put your ranch sauce. I don't like the ketchup. I like the ranch sauce. And then you put everything melts there. And then you crack an egg on it and it oozes over it. And then you top bun and you just go there, right? That's what your imagination, because you ordered your burger. You're sitting there. Your number is ticking and you're watching. Maybe you're updating. Yeah, I checked into this burger chart. You're talking with your friend. Suddenly your number comes, two, two, two. And you walk there. And imagine they don't give you, just give you two buns what will you do as a Christian the Bible says whatever said before the table you have to agaram <laughs> pusi." you know huh? will you say I will just praise the Lord and take it will you do that what will you do what will be your question Where is my freaking meat that's what you will ask right hello exactly 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14 are like the two buns. The end center part is 1 Corinthians 13. And if you read, this is actually, if you read Isaiah, Isaiah 60 and Isaiah 62. It's like the two buns. It talks about restoration of Zion. Isaiah 60. Rise and shine. And then it talks about Isaiah 62, how Zion will be built. Go home and read, we don't have time. But Isaiah 61, this beautiful burger that I explained to you, look at the screen. It says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. What is the spirit of the sovereign Lord? Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he writes. What is that? Let's read. Let's read. I have written down from Passion Version. Okay, Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. Love refuses to be jealous when blessings come to someone else let's stop right there for a minute love refuses to be jealous look at someone and say look at someone look, keep looking their eyes if you get the best car <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it works for you there <laughs> I don't think it works but <laughs> if you get the best car than the one that I'm driving now I'm happy for you. (laughs) Or make best mobile phone. Amen? Look at this. Love does not drag about one's achievement, nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect, nor selfishly seeks its own honor. Love is not easily irritated, oversensitive, or quick to take offense, resentful, or does not keep score. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong love is safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best for others it never loses faith love never takes failures as defeat for it never gives up lover never stops loving love never not even once fails in other words, lapses, or love never falls down. It keeps going higher and higher. Love extends beyond the gift of prophecy, which eventually fades away. It is more enduring than tongues, which will one day fall silent. Love remains long after the words of knowledge are forgotten. Let me tell you something. I have a confession to make. I have not gotten it all. I'm still marching towards this. Okay? Okay. Don't think, oh, you got it? No. Sometimes, ask my wife. That's why God gives wife, to keep you on real-life check. Hello? I tell you, sometimes it's messy. But this is my desire. I believe this is Christ's desire for you. This is Christ's desire. It's not just the gifts. It's not just the fruit. (coughs) It's the sandwich in between. The Spirit of the Lord. What is the Spirit of the Lord? Love. Go home, do yourself a favor, download this fashion version and read this. The entire, it, it blows your mind. You know? It blows your mind. I want to tie up this entire thought with three simple principles. Jesus said this in John 13, 35. When you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you are my true followers. No church today is so divided between dogma and belief, you know. It's like so weird. We are so divided. It's like if somebody said how the denominations came into existence because it's two blind men. They attended a conference where Jesus was running and then they were talking, hey, what happened? I was once blind, I got healed. Me too, I was once blind, I got healed. Now one blind guy asked how, how you got healed oh, he just touched me no he took me outside he, he did he spat on me then they both started fighting and then spitting denomination touching denomination <laughs> today we fight over things should we give communion in the same cup or different cup brother should we use chapati or that wafers should we sit on the floor white color or colored dress you know there are churches measures your hair of a woman come on guys there's much more there's a world outside dying we are caught up with this stupid religious thinking so three principles very simple very hard to do that's why I said this I made a confession I'm still on the journey three simple principles number one what it means to love one another among the Christians number one say no to gossip say no to gossip It's the toughest thing because we don't know what is gossip and what is prayer request. We don't know. I'm just sharing, brother. Just sharing, you know. Nothing. Hello? You laugh because probably you know someone or you were part of that. You know, sometimes the Holy Spirit, you know, just nudges me. Charles? Shut up. You need to stop sharing now. Gossip. This is the biggest challenge. We gossip about others. We have to stop that. And I know we can take... It is possible because Jesus never gossiped. Do you know that? Nowhere you will read. Hello? What is gossip? By the way, gossip is you will never share that information about a person when that person is there in front of you. That's called gossip. That's God's gossip. You will never. You will be like, you know, we know, no, how how are you? Praise the Lord, brother. Yes. Andaver. But are you? He is good. There is no doubt in that. Amen. Number two. Highlight Christ, not Christianity. In other words, more than the doctrine, embrace the divine. Don't go and talk, ah, my church, my denomination. It's not gonna happen. You know, when you go to heaven, Jesus is not gonna say, the Pentecostals, take the first class. (laughs) The charismatic, take along with the first class, there is some chairs, chairs are there. The Baptist Lutheran, second class, Roman Catholic waiting list. (laughs) (laughs) In the heaven, it's never like this. There is only one qualification in heaven. He who is washed by the blood of Jesus. Amen? So stop talking about I'm not saying you cannot disagree. If you have a Jehovah witness you know there are occultish stuff then you probably need to stay away but not necessarily still you're not necessarily called to hate that person but still love. Still love. Amen? The last but not the least this is the bigger point. Do not Celebrate someone's fall, rather intercede for that person. It's so sad, you know. It's, it really breaks my heart. People rather out-celebrate and say, Hey, do you know this pastor? Big church, C.V.A. ride. We have this this desire. You know, one guy was talking about another pastor, one of the reputed pastors that the, the government stopped giving permission to build a church it's one of the biggest church in, in Chennai and they the government stopped them to give a grant to build the church and they were so joyfully sharing it's like we take joy in someone's fall come on guys I, it's, it's serious if you hear the word someone fallen down someone went on other direction took a bad choice left the ministry don't rejoice Pray that God will protect you, that you won't do the same mistake, but also intercede for that person, that Samson's hair grew again. Amen? The hair of Samson grew again. And the Bible says, what he did at the end of his life is greater than what he did in the beginning. My prayer is that Papa's house will be that people who will think that Samson's hair will grow again. Amen? Not because, ah, I know what he did last summer. That was a movie came long time ago. Second part, I still know what you did last summer. Don't be that mentality. Amen? I want to challenge you. Let us be a church. That the sandwich, you know, I don't know whether you're going to go to, you changed your mind now, Tom's Diner. I don't know. But when you go and get a burger, think about that. The spirit of the Lord. Love. No gossip. Amen? No gossip. Highlight Christ, not Christianity. E. Stanley Jones. Anybody know E. Stanley Jones? Yes. One of my favorite authors. He says, When you ask what do you believe, there is division. When you ask who do you believe, there is unity. And he said this sentence, very small sentence, Christ unites, Christianity divides. Guys, I want to encourage us that we will be that person that embraces Christ. And when you hear the story of someone fell down, pray for them that the Samson's hair will grow again. God will restore them.